This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Hey, guess no, what? It's time for Motor Mouse with this guy, Cal Petty. And this guy, Ricky Stenhouse. I'm not going to be here. Marty's taking over. I'm going to stay right here in this car for the next couple weeks. Start this show! You know, the sad part about that is it's probably true because Rutledge has back problems. I think he might actually still be yeah. in that car. There's maybe some truth to that statement, actually. I just texted him. He's still in the car, and the car is still on the trailer, exactly where that was shot. <laughs> yep, exactly. That is the first time we've opened the show from a dirt track. Welcome to NASCAR America Motor Mouse, everyone. Marty Snyder, Kyle Petty, and yes, the pride of Mississippi, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., joining us on the show. So tell us where you were when you when you shot that. That was my home track that I grew up racing at, that my dad grew up racing at, uh, Riverside International Speedway, right across the, the Mississippi River uh, in Arkansas. So I got to take Rutt for a ride. I went first with him because he was complaining about his back. <laughs> so I did not, I didn't want him to like watch Kyle and I go out and then him like back out. Yeah. So um, we took him first, but it was a lot of fun yesterday. That's a true hashtag, yeah. my track, my roots. Kyle. Okay, and this is what I told Ricky before we start. <laughs> Ricky is the first guy that I have ridden with since I rode with my dad when wow. I was 18 years old at Daytona. He put a lot of pressure wow. at Daytona. I said, I said, I said okay, Ricky, I said, best guy that's pretty big. Richard Petty. I said, so now it's with you, man. That is pretty big. You guys shooting racing routes. That'll be coming up later this year. We're excited to see that. Uh, how are they as passengers? You're excited, Kyle. Well, yeah, that's because what they said was that Rutledge leaned in and he said, you realize once again you're going to finish second. And I said, you realize for me that's one of my best finishes is second. So, yeah, I'm good with that. It was, <laughs> it was a blast. Was Look good. at this. Look at Ricky taking this around. That's crazy. Is it weird? I never knew there were two-seater sprint cars like that. Oh, yeah. No, we uh, we have a few. Yeah, we did have a flat. You had a Kyle. flat. Was that, what? Listen, I had a screwdriver. So I got tired. I jammed it. That, that was it. It, it was cool, though, man. It was cool. No, it was really fun. And, um, you know, obviously, it's been a while since I've been able to make laps around, you know, right. Riverside Speedway. And, um, you know, every time people talk about Riverside, they think about out in California yeah, yeah. and, yeah. you know, road mm -hmm. racing and yeah. uh, at least around this area. But, um, you know, it's a dirt track that I grew up yeah. at. I, cool. I will say, I'll, I'll say this. It was, it looks, when you watch it, it looks like he just pitches in the corner and uh -huh. just stabs and steers. And when you're in it, it's like smooth as silk. It drops down in. He gets on the gas. He feathers it up off and That's works fun. it down. Straight. And it is it is amazing how smooth. And I said that as soon as I got out. I said, it amazed me. Watching looks one way. Riding is totally different. He's smooth as silk in that thing, man. Well, we'll talk Riverside coming up in a little bit and the grassroots of how Ricky got started. Let's talk 2019 and your season to this point in the Cup Series. I know 88 points is not where you want to be outside of the playoffs, not really exactly where you want to be. I didn't but not I, know that was the number. I, I, I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen flashes of speed from Roush Fenway this yeah, year, yeah. a little bit more maybe than I saw last year. Would you agree with that assessment? No doubt. We've we've seen the front you know, more than we, we uh, have in the past few years. 
especially on the mile and a half racetracks. And I think that's why I feel like our season's been a little bit better. We've had more speed. We've qualified better, gotten more stage points, running mm-hmm. up front, leading laps. And, you know, we are the end result on the 17 team hasn't been, you know, as good as what we want it to be. But when you look at, at Ryan's finishes, his his finishes are or better and you know we we if we could marry our two seasons together <laughs> yeah uh our stage points on the 17 team and then his finishes we would both be you know looking really good so we just got to get a little bit more consistent we've had a few tire issues over here on our on our car that has costed us a little bit but you know all in all i'm i'm excited with you know what we've been able to do this year versus where we were last year how hard is it to make gains in the season. And that, that, that's the question, you know, everybody's always like, point. we're working, 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 but how really hard is it to make a gain on one of the teams that you're, you're chasing here or the top teams? Well, it's huge. I mean, obviously the, I would say the top teams, you know, they're, they're capable of winning races every week. Yes. And they've got, you and I talked about this yeah. yesterday, they've all got four cars. Yeah. And so you're trying to beat that, that level of competition. Yeah. And, you know, for us, we started the year out at Atlanta with good speed, went to uh, Vegas and finished six, got stage points in both stages. And I was like, dang, we've got to keep getting better. Uh, we go to Kentucky and we you know, have that speed mm-hmm. still. But I look at all the things that we have done to our race cars over this whole season to make them faster, but we're still running the same yeah. because everybody else is doing yeah. the same thing. Everybody's gaining every week, yep. and it's hard to make that exponential yeah. gain when no you've doubt. got big teams yeah. out That's there, a right? Big word. Exponential. It's a good. I learned yeah. it from Nate Ryan. Yeah. So there let's get go. to our starting grid for today. <laughs> and Kyle and Ricky, as they mentioned, just spent the last two days together hanging out, talking grassroots racing. So we'll join the conversation with them and talk about how Ricky got started in all of this. Ricky, fair to say you're known as an aggressive driver, right? Oh, yeah. So we'll talk about how much aggressive racing is in place these days and how much has changed over the last few years. And Denny Hamlin, after the race, said his 11 team is one of the top three teams in the Cup Series. Do you agree? And who's in your top three? We'll talk about all that coming up here on Motor Mouse today. And, of course, we want to hear from you guys. Tweet us with the hashtag, hashtag, let me say this. And call us, 844-NASCAR-NBC. Let's get to the phone calls right now. Carl, keeping a streak Carl, alive, Carl. You, this is NASCAR. <laughs> He's the first guy every week. Gotcha. Carl, NASCAR, Ohio, every show, been our first caller. He's a Newman fan, too. There you Solid. go. Huge there you Newman. go. Teammate with him. Carl, how you doing today? Good. How are y'all doing? We're doing well, bud. What's going on? No, nothing much. Uh, Ricky, my question for you is exactly that. In the offseason, Roush Fenway, y'all added the addition of Ryan Newman. How has that been beneficial for the growth of Roush Fenway Racing? And you as a driver, where has he been good helping you guys? Yeah, Ryan's been great to have uh, as a teammate. I, you know, I've known Ryan outside of the car, and we've watched dirt races together and, and hung out. So we had that relationship outside of the race, you know, the race teams. And then now to have him in uh, and, you know, you always hear him talking in driver's meetings and things yeah. like that. You're like, dang, this guy has a lot of big words yeah. uh, that he uses and, and explains things and, and really thinks through them. And, and I think that's helped us at Roush Fenway. You know, I'm a race car driver. I didn't get an engineering degree or, or go to school for anything such as that. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, so to be able to talk to Ryan about what I feel like yeah. the car is doing and then, you know, we both sit there and try and figure out what we need yeah. it to be better and I feel like he's able to relay that message to the team maybe a little bit better than I am as far as our organization of, 
you know, hey, let's let's maybe work on this right. to get our cars faster. And then, you know, some things we disagree yeah. on versus, you know, driving styles and what we're looking for in a race car. But all in all, he's been a huge help to yeah. uh, to me. And and then also just looking at how consistent he is. You know, it's you see that at other other teams. Mm-hmm. But now that he's in our our organization at Roush Fenway, it's like, you know, no matter how bad the day he still gets a good finish out of it. Yeah. And, and that's something that I feel like us on the 17 team, you know, need to make sure that we start doing. And they've had some amazing finishes lately. I mean, that yeah. one in New Hampshire where they had oh, the coil wires go bad. Really fast. They went down to general. seven cylinders and came back to eight. You just don't have that happen. Yeah, and, you know, happen. like I said, I mean, things worked out. I mean, right. him and I yeah. talked about it. He's like, man, we got cautions at the right time. Everything right, yeah. just worked out perfect. Uh, but their car was fast. Yeah. I mean, and they were able to run the bottom of the racetrack when nobody else nobody was else could. and yeah. like he had clean air the whole time because everybody was running you know the third lane right and so that was uh that was cool to see and you know something that yeah. we don't go there twice now but you know going back next year <laughs> right. we'll be able to to look at that and, and hopefully make our car yeah. better too our guy our guy marvin is next in the queue marvin what's marvin. going on do you would you tell him hey, marvin will be doing? calling as well hey, how you doing marty how marvin. you doing kp and how you doing slick ricky how you doing man <laughs> <How are> you? <laughs> Good to hear from you, Marvin. What's going on? What's on your mind? Hey, Ricky, I got a question for you, buddy. Um, you know, I love you and uh, Ryan Newman as teammates, but I got a question for you. What is it like working with a great, great Hall of Famer in the cat in the hat, Jack Roush? Jack is uh, Jack is the only one that I have worked, only owner I have worked with in this sport. And, yeah. wow, you know, that's right. Yeah, I signed all with the Jack Roush. All the way through. And, at the end of 2007 mm. and started racing ARCA cars for Jack and, and have continued to grow. I told Kyle a lot of stories yesterday about our battles that we've had <laughs> uh, throughout our career. And it's, you know, made our relationship so good. I almost feel like it's family, you know, kind of like the, he gets mad when I tell him he's like my, my grandpa. <laughs> um, and, and then you have my dad and him yeah. know, talk as well. But just to be able to race for somebody that has accomplished so much, not only in NASCAR, yeah. but in all motorsports yeah. across the yeah. board, what he's been able to do, you know, with his relationship to Ford Motor Company and, mm-hmm. and building that brand in, in the racing side of things. It's a, uh, it's been a, it's been an honor to, to drive for him, but also, you know, he's still involved. He's in every single meeting that we go to. He still gives his opinion. Mm-hmm. He's always told me, Hey, after he gives me advice <laughs> or right before yeah. he says, <laughs> If you're done listening to me, just let me know. I'll quit giving you advice. <laughs> That's awesome. I said, Jack, as long as I'm driving yeah. for you, I'll listen. You know, I, I, liked, I liked the conversations that we had when talking yesterday again. And, and we'll say that a million times during this show, talking <laughs> yesterday. But the relationship between your dad and him, the respect from your dad as an engine builder and building the, the business that he had um, and Olive Branch and Jack as an engine builder and, and a guy, hands-on type guy, that relationship and how sometimes when – Jack needs to get a message to you. He sends it to you. I always, when I need to get a message to my dad, I just told my mom. And she, she yeah, got, so it's, exactly. it's that way. Yeah. So, you know, dad and, and Jack talk quite frequently. And, you know, like I said, if, if I'm getting frustrated on the radio or Jack wants me to do something a little bit different, you know, come to the shop more, do, you know, yeah. ABC, it doesn't matter. Uh, 
him and dad will tag team team up on me. They'll they'll have conversations. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and anytime I see when dad could, does come to the track and they're, you know, leaned up on a set of tires or yeah, something, I'm, like, always, I'm always worried what's coming out of that. Well, I know one race you're looking forward to is Bristol. And Alex from Connecticut wants to ask you about Bristol coming up. And that's a racetrack where Ricky's done very well. Alex, what's on your mind? Hey, how's it going? Uh, Ricky, Goodbye. big fan. Um, I just want to know, uh, Bristol, obviously, Ricky, you've run really well there, and uh, it's one of your favorite tracks. Um, how do you like your chances, you know, going in? It's a must-win situation, maybe uh, catching a W and maybe punching your ticket to the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's our plan. That's But it's been our plan every time we go to, <laughs> to Bristol. And, you know, we finished second there you know, quite a few times, and um, we've – Seems like we always battle back from something at Bristol. Uh, I mean, it's case for everybody in the field. Yeah, right? we we've you know you see some damage there. I think you know it got stacked up on the back straightaway at this race, and um, you know Kyle and I battling out there. Happy birthday to Kyle, by the way. Today. <laughs> uh, but you know Bristol is one of those racetracks that I really just kind of fell in love the first time I ever made laps, and you know making laps around there your first time you lose your breath. Well, going into uh, this Bristol is, uh, like you said, a must-win situation, and we feel really good about it. Uh, our car was really fast in practice in the spring. I felt like it was one of the best race cars that I've had at Bristol. Mm. We got in that wreck uh, lap one or two yeah. um, with the 18 and then just rode around the rest of the race. So uh, it was bummed that we didn't get to really go showcase the speed yeah. that we had, but I feel like if we take that back, we uh, we should have a shot at winning. Of all the places to fall in love with, Bristol. I mean, I wouldn't imagine as a young rookie you would fall in love with Bristol of all places. Well, I don't know. It just takes me back to, and Kyle got to ride in the sprint car yeah, yesterday. That's exactly, that's what, <laughs> so what I was going to say. When Wait, you go, Bristol's like a sprint car? Yeah. When you go into the corners at Bristol and your car sits down into the banking of uh-huh. the racetrack, especially when you run the bottom, uh, it kind of feels like this a uh, sprint car. And the way you can maneuver your car around, especially now that we get to run the top of the racetrack, you can run in on the top, you know, turn down. And, you know, Kyle felt, you know, the car rolling yesterday, the way yeah. you get in the corner. And it just really, you know, kind of feels home yeah. to me. Might yeah. be why Larson's yeah. so good there, too. Hey, exactly. You can see, you can see the similarities. After riding in a car with him yesterday, and look, I'm behind him, so you feel the back of the car a lot more. But it feels that way at Bristol. It reminds me of yeah. what I remembered Bristol feeling like when the car would set and you'd have to accelerate up out of it and you couldn't get. I mean, a couple of times yesterday, he's like this, and you can hear him feather and just easing into it because yeah. the rear tires are spinning. It's the same way at Bristol. Well, coming up, we'll talk about who we think the top three teams in NASCAR are. And we want to hear from you as well at 844-NASCAR-NBC. Who are the top three in the Cup Series right now? Certainly, we are contenders most weeks. I mean, there's not a week that shows up I don't think we can win. And I don't know how many teams really can say that, five or six maybe. Um, but certainly, I think that uh, we, we're, we're versed in, in, in the sense that we can win anywhere. Uh, I think our speed has showed it. That's Denny Hamlin post-race Sunday after the big win at Pocono. And in a, in a subsequent interview, he said, we're a top three team. So we want to know your guys' thoughts on is the 11 a top three team? Who are your top three teams? And so you're going to do a few of these motor mouths this year. So we're going to make you put on the analyst hat. Is that okay? We're going to yeah. make you be an analyst. So if you had to be an analyst, who would you put as your top three teams right now? If I look at, you know, obviously I'm, I'm 
analyst slash driving. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, right. You got a better right. view so than that guy. So I, I feel view. like 18, 19 uh, are in my top three. Okay. I would put the 22 in my top three because I look at the way that, you know, win, can win races, the way he runs up through the field yeah. is impressive. And I think not, there's not many cars that can do that. Can do that. Yeah. The 11 is on the verge of being right. able to do yeah. that. Uh, these last two weekends, I think his, or tracks that he was really good at as well. Sure. But uh, they're definitely uh, they're definitely hitting their stride. Yeah. All right, so for my picks, I'm going to go with the 18 as the number one. I would say the 11 is probably two. If the 11 can clean up races, they've got speed. Denny's right. They have speed every week. They can't have clean races. They need to eliminate all the problems on pit road, and then they'll be good. And, and I think also Kevin Harvick. I think I think his team is obviously showing speed here in the second half of the season, so I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. So, Kyle, your, your, your floor. If and buts were candy and nuts. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you on that. Okay, here's what I got. 18, 18, and 18. Three okay. Kyle Bushes. I got three Kyle Bushes. That's my top three teams. <laughs> and this is why. We talked about this yesterday. We talked, Only you, Kyle. Yeah, no, no, no. We Only talked, you. We, Ricky and I talked about it yesterday. <laughs> Constantly, every week, he has a look at a win. Yeah, he sure. gets to see the win sure. every week. Whether he takes it or not, that's a different story. But he gets to see it every win. There's been weeks when Danny didn't get to see it, Kevin didn't get to see it, Truex has been off. But this is a team that week in and week out finds their way back to the front, finds their way, and has a shot, whether it's the first segment, second segment, at the end every of the race, track. whatever. Every track, every track, no matter where we go, they are winners, and they have the opportunity. Denny can say, we we could win anywhere. And he's right. They could win anywhere. The difference is Kyle Busch will win everywhere. You know what I mean? And and I just feel that way about that team. I don't think there is a two or a three right now. We talked about the big three last year. Yeah. And, and I don't – I'm not going off wins. I'm not going off that. I'm just going about what goes on at the racetrack. We used to do this at the racetrack. I'm, you probably did the same. We had the handheld stopwatches. And you, oh my gosh! Yeah, but wait a minute. But you only <laughs> clocked a couple of guys. Yep. You know, yeah. you would clock. That's, you wouldn't that's, clock that's everybody. A point. Just a couple of guys. Kyle Busch is that guy that every week, if you had a handheld stopwatch, he's the guy you would get on first. He's the guy that you would go to first to say, "What's the lap time? What do I need? Where do I need to be?" And so he's Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch. So for what it's worth, I, talking to Adam Stevens Sunday morning, he told me what they want to clean up before the playoffs is more consistent yeah. speed. He feels like, I don't know that I'm going to unload every week and be the fastest car. I would like to have more yeah. consistent speed. Now, I agree with you. But they get they're, there. They're the guy to beat every weekend. I mean, when they you get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they there. do get there by the end of the day. But, you know, I, I agree with you. He's, he's the guy to beat. I think we all had him number one, by the way. Yeah. So, for whatever that's I had him worth. one, two, and three. <clears throat> I know you did. So, all right, want to hear from you guys, 844-NASCAR-NBC. Maybe you have top three. Kyle Bush is like Kyle does. So, uh, let's go to Anthony in Anthony. Florida. Anthony, what's going on? Oh. Another one. Another regular caller. Who's in your top three right now in the Cup Series? <laughs> well, for me, uh, my top three teams in the Cup Series right now, well, obviously number one for me would be Kyle Bush, and number okay. two would be Mark Trex Jr., and then number three is Joe Logano. Now, do I have to okay, say the reason why or – Good pick. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Stenhouse had the same exact thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No problem. Well, and I don't think you can argue with any of those, Anthony. Yep, yeah. That's right. 22. That's I think right. the 22 maybe feels like they got to get a little more speed through the summer. Yeah. You don't know. But. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a toss-up. Yeah. <laughs> you could be close to the top three. You know, you got to get yourself up there. There's a lot, oh, more we got speed. A lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. <laughs> Cameron in Atlanta. Cameron, what's on your mind? Who's in your top three? Hey guys, how y'all doing? What's going uh, on? Three was about the same as Anthony, just a flip between Joey Logano being our current champion uh, at number one, 
uh, Kyle Busch, number two, and uh, Mark Truex Jr., number three. Cool. Very good. I think you also Sounds had a Roush like Fenway question. Why? Nobody. Yeah, Who's yeah, wrong? Yeah, we're, we're wrong because everybody's, everybody's agreeing with Ricky. Boom. <laughs> oh, you're saying he's right. All right. Yeah, he's right. He had a Roush Fenway question yeah. for you too, Ricky. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, hey, Ricky. Uh, I actually met you at uh, Martinsville real quick um, the night of the snow before the race the next Oh, day. yeah. Cool. Went, that was a good time. Kyle Larson. Y'all were standing next to the fence, and I met you there. But uh, my question for you is uh, what's a good three- to five-year plan at Roush Fenway Racing? Like, where do you see yourself in three to five years as an organization? Because I know you guys are slowly finding speed. I just want to see, from your standpoint, where you guys see yourself. It's a deep question. Yeah, that's yeah. a deep question. <laughs> philosophical like question, um, yeah. Well, we uh, – Right now, I'm there through 2021. So, um, you know, we, we do look at, at the future. And obviously, we know that we're going to have this rules package, um, mm-hmm. you know, at least next year. Could have it the year after that, or we have a whole new whole new yeah. set of issues and, and things to, to look at. But I think when we took this step from, you know, last season to this season with the with this rate, with this package, aero package, I felt like it helped us take a step closer and it, it helped all the competition get closer, but I think it helped us, um, you know, bridge some of that gap that we've had. And so I think we got to keep staying on that path. We, we know what we need to be faster. Yeah. And I think that we're continuing to work on that. So I, I expect towards the end of this year, beginning of next year, we'll have more speed than what we, uh, than what we have. Then flip flop that to 2021 when you never know what we're gonna have. Should be a new yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Which I think, again, I think when something big changes like that, that's an organization's opportunity yeah. to hit the throttle and and yeah. catch up and, and try and bridge that gap yeah. as quick as possible. Because when the rules don't change, yeah, the fastest teams still have the upper yeah. hand. Let's go right here to North Carolina and chat with Ro. I think you have a top three for us. Yes, uh, 18, 22, and 11, and don't forget Dang. four. Almost. I got the 11 in there, so there you go. Uh, who did you say Ricky Stenhouse reminds you of, by the way? Uh, he reminds me a little bit of uh, Bobby Isaac. Wow. Bobby Isaac. Wow, oh that's God. impressive. Yeah, that's, a of, uh, <laughs> that's a huge compliment. That's a huge compliment, man. Yeah, so well, help us out. Help us understand. Thank you for the call, Aro. Help us understand yeah, thank you. Bobby Isaac. That's a huge comment. Isaac was kind of quiet, but just got it done, man, and was like the guy. And I know when when I was growing up, and and he raced my, when my dad and Pearson won a championship, and um, was good buddies with Pearson. He and Pearson were re- kind of like you and Kyle. Yeah. He and Pearson were, <laughs> were really tight like that. Uh, but that's a huge compliment, man. Great short track racer. Sweet. There you go. You'll take that, right? Yeah, no yeah. doubt. He's won a lot of races, so. There you go. Hey, coming up, our grassroots racing tour brings us to a place that Stenhouse knows very well. We'll do some ditch digging when we come back. You got to explain that, by the way. I honestly. <laughs> Riverside Speedway, it's in West Memphis, Arkansas. My dad grew up racing there, and I was six weeks old the first time I ever went. Watching my dad win there was always fun, but the track was always real muddy uh, and tacky, and so I cleaned his car off every time he came in the pits, and um, I'd get that thing spotless, and then he'd go back out and you know get it dirty again. And um, During intermission, they always had foot races. That was fun. 
it's a quarter mile racetrack, but you're still parked in the infield. I mean, it was narrow and tight. The motto of the racetrack was uh, thrills, chills, and spills. Take me home. My first race there, I was 15 years old. I got my first sprint car win there. And my dad, I slowed down and he jumped on the Nerf bar and you know rode around and held the checker flag with me. So that was cool. And Riverside International is our next stop on our grassroots tour located in West Memphis, Arkansas. It's uh, called The Ditch, which Ricky has no idea why it's called The Ditch. It's been in business since 1949. It's a quarter mile dirt track and is the personal playground of Sprint Car Hall of Famer Clarence Hooker Hood, who in 1967 won 57 of 63 features. And guess who was a huge fan of Riverside? Elvis, yes, he had film from Riverside Races sent to Graceland so he could watch. And this young man, Ricky Sinhouse Jr., grew up there, raced there, his playground as well. Too bad the King couldn't see you race. The King has an Elvis oh, see you race. That would have been cool, that wouldn't been it? Cool, man. Uh, we buried the headline, by the way, because you had a mullet at six, according to those pictures. Yeah. Which I was like, who has a mullet at six? You I think do. I was born with it. My dad had one. Forever, <laughs> you come by. So. so I thought it was like a phase you were into, like no. over the last few years. This goes back. The mullet. No, but it takes lives. work to grow it, it now. Work. So I, my mom was patient. <laughs> Your mom's a good woman. We found that out yesterday. We found that. We oh, there it is. That. Look at that. That's good, That's man. probably earlier than six. That's like man, a mullet at like three. Me in that sweater. Holy smokes. <laughs> that is a beautiful Still sweater. Still got that sweater. That is Still a, got that yeah. sweater, people. Yeah. Still got it. You do? He <laughs> does? Yeah, I'm messing. I'm messing, <laughs> man. I'm messing. I'm kidding. All right, seriously. Tell us about the racing at Riverside. It looks like an awesome place to race. Yeah, it's always been intense. And I was trying to tell Kyle yesterday that, you know, we used to park in the infield uh -huh. and we had a 40 foot gooseneck yeah. trailer and At it a had a guardrail, it had a guardrail on the inside. Yeah. Holy smokes. And I mean, I sat there on the race hauler and just spun circles watching my dad mm -hmm. race and, mm -hmm. you know, ran foot races and stuff. And like I said, always kept his car clean. The mud there being close to the river, it's so tacky when it's wet. You would pull a tear off on the front straightaway and a tear off on the back straightaway. But um, yeah, it was it was very narrow, and like I said, I watched my dad race thousands and thousands of laps you, around there. If you guys parked in the infield, you're the only one yeah. who parked in the infield because nope. that's not a very yeah. what. Nope. I mean, the, you would have yeah. a lot of cars in the infield. I'll, yeah. I'll get you here. some pictures. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. Yeah, it's the guardrail, the guardrail wasn't where it's set right now. It was okay. it was out a little bit farther. Yeah, it was out a little bit farther. Yeah, the race still, track it doesn't make any difference. It'd be like parking a forty foot trailer in this room, man. Uh, yeah. I'm telling you, it's, it, it would be narrow no matter what. We've been talking about this My Track, My Roots campaign. Kyle, you got to see it in action yesterday. I mean, it's so cool to go back to these short tracks like this. It, it was really cool to go back. And and to go through, to go to your house and to see the, fo the photos of your dad, to go to his engine shop yeah. uh, and to see the photos of, of the race winning. This is this is Ricky's bedroom right here. <laughs> and, and and so you take, that's Dale Earnhardt. Uh, senior? Well, yeah, senior That's wallpaper awesome. or banner around the top. That's hey, hold awesome. on, hold on. I, I was honored. I, I was in the room. I made, I made the room, made the too. Room? I made the room. Bush Clash. Down the Bush Clash uh, poster. poster. Yeah. But okay. That's, that's him and his dad, and it's just. God, your it, dad it, looks just like you. Yeah, but it was so cool to go there and see all that and then see where your dad built those engines. One time his dad had 26 cars with their engines in it. 
um, wow. at the racetracks. At the local track. At the local so track. So you come by this honestly. That's everybody, yeah. man. That's everybody. That's that just cool. fascinated me. Dad, dad built some good engines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would say so. Of 26 yeah. cars. Yeah, he built all of mine that I ran. Had his engines. Cool. So, hey, uh, help me understand the Mid-South. So I've, I've heard Arkansas. I've heard Tennessee. I've heard Mississippi mentioned. And it's all. I mean, that's the Mid-South. I, don't, I, I, mean, I, I know, like, but I, I don't. It, look it how is. close everything yeah, is so together. Yeah, all the branches right there. My dad's engine shop's actually on the other side of that line in on, Memphis, in Tennessee, Tennessee. Tennessee. And then, um, you know, downtown Memphis is there. How far are you from you downtown Memphis? You can get Memphis. to Riverside International Speedway right there in probably 30 minutes. Wow. So yeah. you're so it's 20 all, minutes from downtown Memphis? Yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah. yeah, 25, 30 minutes. Okay. So when I, I, when you Because Riverside's only five minutes from downtown Memphis. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just right across the, across the river. It's right across the river. I man. had no idea everything was that close in yeah. the Mid-South. Yeah. So you, so you are truly, I mean, I, I know Lake Speed is from Mississippi, but you're the yeah. pride of of Mississippi and the entire Mid-South. They, they yeah. all pull for you. No, it's really cool. It's, uh, you know, you have a lot of people around that area yep. um, that, you know, are able to go to yep. West Memphis. And, I mean, racing's been huge in that area for a long time. We had, you know, Memphis Motorsports Park still has yep. a drag yep. strip, yep. the asphalt track. You would race there on Friday nights. They had a dirt track that you raced on Friday nights and then West Memphis on Saturday. So local racers would get two nights in mm. just about every weekend. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You don't think about that's that. That's really cool, man. Yeah. Two, two, night, two, two nights, nights within racing. 20 or 30 miles of each other. Exactly. That's, that's, that's really cool. cool. Yeah. So Youngblood is calling us, actually from Missouri, but I think he, his dad may know you very well. Youngblood, how you doing? What's on your mind today? I'm doing fantastic today, gentlemen. How's everybody there? We're good. Wonderful. Well, Ricky, I got a question for you. My dad was the announcer there. I'm a Memphis boy. My dad was the announcer at Riverside for about 20 years. You might mm. not remember him, but I know your dad would remember him. Yep. He did a couple of motorcycle stunts crashing through a firewall and stuff like that a couple times. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Anyway, I remember the night you were born, all right, because your dad oh, oh. won that weekend. I think he won that weekend. But my question for you is, I have the old flags, all of them, the checkered flags, all, all, all of them. I got them rolled up the, in my The checkered my flags head. that are uh, black and the white is like a, yes. a dark cream now. <laughs> yes, yes, I guarantee you dad won under these flags. And you yeah. might have won your first race with it, I guarantee you. I would love to give them to you. I'd trade them with you for an autograph. Oh, oh that's cool. wow. That sounds that's cool, great. Man. I tell you what, young blood, we'll put you on hold. Yeah. We'll have our guys in yeah. uh, Connecticut yeah. grab your information. We'll get that to Ricky. We'll All see right. if we can make this happen. That's what I man, there you super go. Cool. Well, while, Thank you're you. there, while you're sitting there, Ricky, see if you can get an autograph from Kyle. He's been one of my, my <laughs> favorite guys my whole life, but I've never been able to get one from him. That just killed the call, man. I mean, <laughs> you had on, gone way up to the top of the list as the coolest <laughs> call we ever had. And then that's it. That Thank killed you. it, man. Thank you, man. Thank that you very much. Cool. That's cool. We brokered a deal for you. That, How about yeah, that? That's cool, super man. cool. How about that? Yeah, so the checkered flags there, you know, that dark gumbo. Oh, yeah. It just, it would get everything. It would get everything dirty. And yeah. so the checkered flag, uh, it was, the white was almost gone. You know, it looked <laughs> yeah. more like a black flag because yeah. it was so dark. But yeah. it, uh, but they were big flags, yeah. too. I, I will say this. That, he's, that mud, is, is, is it's like the dirt, like he said, it just, it's like clay. It's like you want to make a pot out it of it. You want in to, the river, yeah, right? and, and it, it really is. And, and I mean, it got it dusty yesterday, but like you said, that's the way they like it. But you can see uh, when the, when they pushed him off and stuff, it was like it just stuck to your shoes, yeah. man. It was crazy. Yeah, I spent it, a lot of Saturday nights cleaning cars. Yeah, 
I'm sure you did. Um, that is my track, my roots at its best. Speaking of that, we had our placard at work last weekend. Monadnock Speedway among them in New Hampshire. Late model sportsman driver Solomon Brow earned his eighth straight win to open the season. That's good, fellas, right? That's a new track record. That is, that's eight straight. Eight straight. Eight straight, anyway. straight I take eight that. Yeah, right. right. Start eight the straight. season or middle of the season, doesn't matter. Right. Brown County Speedway in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Trevor Anderson picked up the win in the modified feature back on July 19th. And Jennerstown Speedway in Pennsylvania got the special delivery. They finally got their placard, Kyle. Well, they can't get on TV if they don't get their... I know. I know. they got to have so, your stuff, man. you got to have your stuff. You ran yeah. into a kid that we, we had his picture on the show the yeah, other day, and he was so friend. happy. It's his friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's his he was friend. on yesterday. When? Hey, he was on yesterday. He was- yeah, Derek Hagar, he came out, and he helps run the two-seater. Yeah. So. Okay. He was on yesterday. He won at uh, Jackson Motor Speedway. Yeah, and, uh, he's fired up. Yeah. yeah. There, there you there. go. There Which you go. Yeah. He owns a shock business. He builds uh, the shocks for my World cool. Synergy yeah. Drink, World of Outlaw Sprint Car Team. So, and that's what this is all about. I mean, because he was excited that they showed his photo on TV, you know, and, and, right. and mentioned yeah. him and stuff. So that's what it's. Hey, that's what it's all about. But the kid that won the, the first show there. Next time you win, don't hold the flag under over <laughs> our, our placard. We need to see the whole placard there. You know what I mean? If he wins just the kidding. ninth straight. Just kidding, man. Just kidding. Which nine he could. Just yeah, kidding. Nine straight. He'll figure it out. You know, nine in a row, you'll, you'll get it down pat. Hey, coming up, we'll get back to the phones. And also, it's Kyle Larson's birthday. This guy's his best friend. Did you get him anything special? We'll find out next. We're going to call this race a little differently than we normally do. We're going to call it radio style. The asses will be covered by Mike Bagley. Fans jumping up and down, yelling, screaming, losing their minds here at Watkins Glen. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will have the inner loop and into turn five. Truex is definitely putting the pressure on. Jeff Burton has turn six and seven. Trouble right in front of me. Joey Logano in the sand. This race comes down to these two drivers right now, headed up the back straightaway. Well, we did it last week at Pocono. Can't wait yeah. for Radio Style again this weekend at Watkins Glen. And it adds so much perspective, I think. And, and talking to Dale Jr. and Jeff Burton, they just say they see things, things so differently when they're that close <laughs> to the racetrack. I mean, it's fun and the, the perspective it brings. Well, I don't know if Burton sees things or kind of thinks he sees things because that one he missed Reacts that one wreck right behind yeah. him. You know? right, but at right. the same time, you know, you, you – it is exciting. Pocono was really exciting. I thought it added a lot yeah. to the Pocono broadcast. Obviously, I love Watkins Glen when they do it that way because it's such a big racetrack, and you see the cars coming. They talk you through the through the the inner loop and back around and send you down to Burton, and he talks to you as you come that way. So it's a little bit different broadcast, but it's a lot of fun, man. I tell you, last. Ten, four or five laps or yeah. the the overtime at, at Pocono, my hands were sweating. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God, because he just kept throwing it, throwing it, throwing it around the corner. Uh, you mentioned how close to the track they are. Here's a, here's a video proof. Uh, Bagley reacting to – oh, no. Oh, oh. Ryan Priest. Ryan Priest in the wall. Look at that. That's awesome, isn't it? Look at him hop Radio on there. Style, right? Burton doesn't – this is what you're talking here's about. Burton. He has no idea Chase Elliott's wrecked right yeah. behind him. Yeah. <laughs> no, no idea at all. He didn't know that was coming. Yeah. Maybe he just throw chill, something just, at him at Watkins Glen. Yeah. They're that close, you know. He was just chilling there. That was classic. That was classic, fun. man. Yeah. So radio style this weekend. Can't wait for that. Uh, by the way, it's your buddy Kyle Larson's birthday. Yeah. Tell me you got him something nice. You guys are like best friends. I told him happy birthday. Oh, good. Good okay. for you. Yeah. That's all he needs. You said you filled up his boat the other day. <laughs> yeah, but he also let me borrow it, so I don't really know, I don't really know how that works. Yeah. But yeah. maybe yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's kind of. Happy birthday, Kyle. You just told him happy birthday, by the way, on national television. So that's good, you know? I got it twice. There you go. Good for you. That's Um, good, man. All right, let's knock out a couple of phone calls here. So uh, in chat with some folks. Um, Actually, 
We're going to go to break. We're going to get some phone calls in a minute. We have someone who wants I'm to know to your favorite barbecue you, place at home. You tell me. By the way. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about that. aggressive I'm driving I'm when lost. we come back on NASCAR America. What changed were the rules. And when it becomes, when every spot becomes that much more difficult to achieve, you have to defend uh, the, the spots that you have because you know that you might not get it back. And you know that, you know, the, the, that, that you, you have to, blocking is a part of what we do. Defending your position is, is a part of what we do. And it's, it's just an, an evolution of, of where, the, where the rules package is, especially on the mile and a half racetracks where, you know, if you can keep somebody behind them, behind you, and that comes with side drafting and blocking and all those things that if they're directly behind you, there's no way they'll pass you because of, of the arrow. That was two weeks ago, Kevin Harvick talking about how tough the racing is and how aggressive it is. I think he went on to say 10 years ago, if you would have raced yeah. this way, Kyle, you'd have gotten your fi a fist in your mouth. Yeah, and he would is, is, is his take accurate? Yeah, his take is accurate. And, and, and I feel bad for him because he raced, began his career with that type of attitude, and now it's changed to this. Um, and, and this is just a different style of racing. It's not, it's not wrong. You know I mean, I'm not going to criticize it. It's not wrong. It's just a totally different style of racing, and I think that's what he said. He used to, listen, Mark Martin's the one that started when he looked in your mirror and you'd <laughs> run him down. He would just motion for you to go to the inside. Just pass. He'd give it up because he was confident that he could drive back past you. Now we heard Kevin say that. You can't give it up because you can't get it back, so you don't give it up. So, Ricky, why is the racing so aggressive? Because of the just is it simply because of the package, or has it been developing this way for a while? Well, I think it's a, a few things. I think it's uh, the package, uh, like Kevin talked about, is is a hundred percent accurate. Yeah. That um, you know, if you stay in front, the, the closer you are to the front, the better your car is going to drive. Um, I think another piece of it is you know because I think I see the aggressiveness and you know all the way from you know grassroots racing all the yeah. way up. And, and I think it, you know, when, when it gets to the <clears throat> cup series, I was talking about it with a couple other drivers the other day is, you know, if you're not going out and getting those positions and keeping those positions, right. there's somebody else that has money that'll come in and take your spot yeah. fairly easy. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, That's so, a great point. so all of us in the back <clears throat> of our minds are like, you know, I feel like 10 years ago, everybody was, had a 20 year cup career, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. It was guaranteed. Like once yeah. you got in, you stayed there. In. It's not guaranteed anymore as much wow. as I feel like it was back then. Hmm. So, so I feel like we're all an, going to great take. That's a great perspective because you're, you feel like you're fighting for your job almost yeah. every, every lap. Week. Really? Every, every lap. Every week. That's a great perspective. I, yeah. I, I hadn't thought about it like that because yeah. it used to be once you got there, chances were you were going to stay there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and, and so you didn't worry about it. Now I can see that. Wow, that's a. So I mean, so let's let's cool. let's call it what it is. You're known as an aggressive driver. Have you ever oh, kind yeah. of felt like, boy, I probably shouldn't be that way, or do you feel like that's coming towards you a little bit now? Uh, yes and no. I, I think that this package helps my driving style because it, yeah. you know, it yeah. it feel it kind of feels like I was in a, in the Xfinity cars. I ran those hard cars super super hard and and got the most out of it. But you know, you ruffle feathers when you do that, and you know, I try not to, you know. I feel, uh, you know, I had a bad Daytona one year, mm -hmm. and now people think I crash people at every <laughs> racetrack I go to. Does that bother um, you, that, that perspective? It does a little bit, but, you know, we we had a bad race. I crashed Kyle. Obviously, at plate tracks, it crashes other people, uh, yeah. too. That's yeah, just right. the product of it. Uh, and then Kyle gets out and, and is mad at me. Well, then, 
you know, so all the fans jump on. So, um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, speedway racing is super aggressive yeah. now. And the people that are the most aggressive stay up front and win, win the races. Yeah. And so I feel, um, you know, that my driving style is fine. Uh, I would like it to be closer to the front. Sure. Um, yeah. I think if I got closer to the front, I'd even be more aggressive, you know, because I'm, I want those chances to win. Um, there's a lot of times that I, you know, if I'm running for 20th, it's hard to be super yeah. aggressive. Right. Um, you know, here on restart, you have to be super aggressive. Yes. And, uh, you know, the one ran me all the way out of the VHT uh-huh. uh, in uh-huh. turn one. This was the spat this week. <clears throat> yeah, so then I just spun out. And I felt bad. The only reason I felt bad is because of the 34 there. So I talked to McDowell right after the race and it's like, look, I apologize. Yeah. He was he was okay with it. But um, that was really the only thing I felt bad. Let's for. get a couple phone calls on this. Let's go to Roberto in Virginia. Roberto, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, eh? And thank you for having me. Great show. Yeah, thank you. What's on your mind? Yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, Ricky, you're not my favorite driver, but I love the way you race. You're, thank you. You're right there on every race, and I love your driving style. You're pretty awesome, and I hope you win a championship <laughs> soon, okay? Take care. Thank you. Cool. <clears throat> thank you, Roberto. Yeah, thank I mean, you. That, that's a guy who appreciates an aggressive yeah. driver. He's, you know? he's, he's going for it everywhere. term looking. He said yeah. championships. I yeah. just need to win some races. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's good. But he appreciates yeah. going no, for it cool. every you. lap. That's good. Let's go to Rob good in call, Pennsylvania man. who wants to chat about the Kurt Busch situation. What you have for Ricky? Hey, Ricky. Again, How's love your going? aggressive style of racing. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. You make the racing a lot more entertaining. I was able to on Sunday. There you and, go. What do you have about the Kurt Busch situation? You got got into that situation with Kurt Busch. Are you yes. worried about retribution from him? Hmm. No, I'm not. I feel like he's got more to lose than I do. So, you know, really, <laughs> really, it's... Uh, That's the perfect answer. Yeah, no, yeah. so I'm not worried at all. Yeah. Um, you know, I sent him a message, but haven't heard anything. I love the tweet. So I love the tweet. I basically put the tweet in a text and sent it to him. So, oh, no way. Yeah. So you texted him too. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah. I don't like doing stuff on social media, yeah. but when somebody sends something else out, I like to every now and then at least respond with something. So so, so you texted him, but how do you handle it once you get to the racetrack with him? Do you do you tr- make an effort to have a chat with him just uh, to make sure I everything's kind of clear? Yeah, I might. Uh, I mean, because you, know, you did that with Kyle. We saw that a moment yeah. ago after the Daytona thing. Yeah, I might. You went to him. Um, you know, I... I'm really not mad at him anymore. I spun him out, and I felt I felt a little better about it. So um, you got it out of your system. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. it, man. I'm done. I'm free. Yeah. I'm free. I'm good. There you go. You said your piece, right? So hey, we have tons of Twitter questions for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Nate Ryan joins us next with "Let Me Say This." Can't wait for that. And Ricky will start the segment. Excited about that too. Let me say this. Now I'm going to say this. Let me say this. Then I'm going to say this. Let me say this. And let me say this. Let me say this. Sorry, caller. Wait, I'm going to say this. No. Let me say this. Hey, Kyle, let somebody else talk for once. But I'm telling you something. But I'm going to tell you. And listen. Man, you talk a lot. I will say it forever. <laughs> oh, and he's found that out firsthand today. Yes, That's my favorite Kyle. part of well, this the last show, man. Three days, really. <laughs> Making you know, fun, man. Talk a lot. Dad's like, man, I really like Kyle, but I wanted to ask him some questions. 
<laughs> he wanted to. Carl <laughs> talked the whole time. Yeah, no, good, no, that's exactly right. Uh, I'm going to give him a tour of Petty's garage, though, man. I'm going to take him over there when he comes That's good. Up. So, Ricky, there's a word you have to say when Nate joins the show. Really, like, kind of open sesame uh, for let me say this. What is it? Greetings. There you go. Oh, Nate oh, Ryan, your show. Okay. Hashtag let me say this. Andy Young is from Columbia, Mississippi. He wants to know, what was your first car, Ricky? And did you ever take a car without permission? That's Columbus, Mississippi, by the way. Oh, Columbus. Um, yeah, I raced there, too. <laughs> Um, that correction. I had a, a car uh, without permission. No. Well, um, I mean, yeah, kind of. I <laughs> drove a 1994 Chevrolet Z71 was my very first truck. Primer was bad. Paint was coming off of it. But I took uh, my dad uh, had a friend that had a uh, 69 Mach 2, Mach 3 Mustang. Mm-hmm. And I took it out in the dr- oh, neighborhood. Dude. Yeah. I, nothing happened to it. Nothing yeah. happened to it. But because that's a bad bus yeah, car. Yeah, it was sweet. That's a bad bus yeah. car, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hashtag. Uh, let me say this. Brendan Palco wants to know 2021 schedule. Utah Motorsports Campus, the uh, road course near Salt Lake City. Oh, I've been on? there. Yeah, yeah. we've uh, yeah. we've taken some Mustangs out there. Yeah. Beautiful area. It is and awesome. Can you do a cup race there? Uh, I don't see why not. They got plenty of land, so. Yeah. You can add they don't anything have any you want. Sands, but other than that, you know, who needs that? Yeah. You can that. add that happen. in. Make it a TV race only. Right. Oh, like there it. we go. I like it. <laughs> He's talking our language now. Uh, Morgan Morgan Van Dam wants to know how do you handle the haters? And she says, "P.S. or he or she says, P.S. Keep up the good racing." Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, it's tough sometimes. Uh, sometimes I try not to look at it. Sometimes I really want to reply, but then I feel really bad when I do. And then, uh, like, I can't delete it because people have already seen it. And I'm like, ah. Uh. So generally, I'll, like, screenshot it and then send a reply to a friend just so that it, I feel you like. feel I, like you got it out. Sort yeah. of. Okay. I feel really bad when I reply. Maybe somebody <laughs> will hack mine oh, yeah. and, like, go you reply. You feel so guilty. Kyle's feel on terrible. Twitter. I never feel bad when I reply. reply. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Never. Never. <laughs> okay, Jay has a nickname for you. He wants to know, what do you think of being called Ricky Rampage? He thinks it's cool, <laughs> and you should get everyone to start calling you that. Rampage. Any thought on Ricky Rampage as your nickname? Uh, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> not know that one. I don't know. You, you don't need a nickname. I don't need no. a nickname. Uh, but what, what um, have been your nicknames? What have you know? What's funny nicknames? is I had the same nickname as Dell Junior. Hammerhead was, was really. Oh no, was your nickname? Yeah. yeah, back growing up, that's what everybody called me because they said I was always on the hammer, wide yeah. open. That's like cool. That was my driving yeah. style. So. Hammerhead, that's not a bad one. Yeah. Ricky Rampage, not going to make it. Yeah, but Dell Jr. had it first, so yeah. it's not like it's. Well, you may have actually had it first, yeah. but well, he's using it currently. He yeah. put it on a t shirt. That's what his dad got him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he sold a t shirt with it on yeah. it first. Also the name I would of his say production that. Production company. So, um, all right, we're done here. Head over to the YouTube channel to check us out there for the NASCAR America debrief. Coming up on NBCSN, it's NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour action from New Hampshire. Can you say three wide finish? You don't want to miss it. We'll see you here tomorrow at 5 for NASCAR America. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability.